Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. You ready for the Word? I'm going to preach a message called Go From and Go To. Go From and Go To. Uh, If you have your, your Bibles this morning, Uh, Could you please turn with me to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Turn your Bible on. Some still turn the pages, which is very good. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. When you've got it, can I have a good amen? Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Verse two says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. How good is that? Verse three says, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Who grew up singing that song, Father Abraham, as many sons? Many sons as. You you know, some of you old school panties, you're here this morning. (laughs) Also, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 38. Let's see what the uh, writer of Hebrews says about Abraham. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 says, By faith, Abraham. So the New Testament gives us a clue. That movement that God called him to. How was it? It was by what? Come on, it was by what? It was by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Hebrews chapter 11 is one of the classic chapters of the Bible. At times, I find myself going through Hebrews chapter 11 to draw strength, encouragement, inspiration, moves my heart. Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the heroes of faith of the Bible. These people were recognised for their endurance, They were recognised for their belief and their trust in God in the face of adversity. Uh, People like Noah, uh, people like Sarah, for some of you, your favourite Bible characters listed in there, Joseph. There are people that are listed in there perhaps where there's not many chapters dedicated to their life story, but that one step of faith placed them and put them in the hero chapter of the New Testament. These people were ridiculed. These people were persecuted. For some of them, they were hunted. Others were killed for standing up for their faith. Faith is a phenomenal subject. It's a phenomenal thought. It's a phenomenal idea for us to consider this morning. And that is, the Bible tells us that We need to be a people of faith. 
And in fact, Jesus said that when the Son of Man comes, will he actually find faith on the earth? Faith is our belief in the goodness of God. And in fact, I need to say this morning that faith is actually never the goal. What it actually is, is our belief and our trust in the character and in the goodness of God. That is, He is who He says that He is. Faith, the Bible tells us in James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces. And one of the ways that God expands our faith and enriches our faith, which is something that is a challenge, <laughs> and that is God expands our faith and enlarges our faith through tests, trials and tribulations. In fact, we could say this morning that faith starts with a promise and it is expanded or it is grown or it is strengthened through a contest of contradiction. That is God speaks something into your life about your future and He speaks something into your life about your destiny, but then it's strengthened through a contest of contradiction. And all these people that we read about in Hebrews chapter 11, that is their story. They were given a promise from God but it was strengthened, their faith was expanded through contradiction. Faith is a belief in the goodness of God. It's a belief in the character of God. And the Bible tells us that faith causes us to believe in the character of God, even though there is no evidence that we should believe what God has said. And in fact, God Himself, when He created the heavens and the earth, it says that things which were not seen, things which were invisible, according to Hebrews, God created something out of nothing. And in the same way, when God leads our lives, we must be believers who understand that the faith journey that we are on, we don't need an evidence of something to actually believe in God. We need to have faith in the character and in the goodness of God. And Jesus Himself said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema, every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Faith, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says that we walk by, come on, how do we walk? We walk by faith and not by sight. Abraham, when he was called by God to leave where he was, God called him into a life of faith. We read it in Hebrews, it says, by faith Abraham. And in fact, Abraham was 75 years of age when God had called him. That is, Age should never be an obstacle to being a person of faith. Most of us in this room are under 75, so we've got no excuse, amen. <laughs> Now, I want you to notice this morning that when Abraham was called 
by God, it was a two-sided instruction. He was called to go from in order to go to. God, when it comes to the life of faith, always calls us to go from something. The from, the where we're at wants to hold you. It wants to keep you captive. It's familiar. It works. And in fact, when you look at the life of Abraham and we actually explore what God called him from, this was not some easy decision. It wasn't some kind of, oh, that'll do. Let's just go for a nice walk. God actually calls him to leave everything that he knows. And sometimes in the purposes of God and in the call of God in our faith journey, God will call you to leave everything that you know. You think about it for Abraham, God says, get out of your country. That is his tradition, his culture, the familiarity of what he knows. And God says to him, I'm asking you to leave something that you know and you know well. Keeping in mind the man was 75 years of age. He had friends, he had traditions, he had his favourite coffee shop. He knew everything about that area and God said to him, it's time to go. Now you think about this for a second. God calls him to a place where he will be an outsider in a new environment. Some of you have family and some of you it's your parents. For some it was you, your generation. You know what it's like to leave one country to go to another. I was eight years of age when my family immigrated from Durban, South Africa, here to Australia. And I remember even as a little boy coming to, going to a new primary school, it, it was different. The way the teacher spoke was different. The accents were different. The way the whole school operated was different. And even as a little boy, we were taught in South Africa that when a teacher walked into the classroom, you had to stand up immediately and you had to greet the teacher by surname. And after one week of being in the school, the principal walks into my year four primary school class and I stood up and guess what I said? Good morning, Mr. Ingersoll. And I looked around and I was the only one standing. And guess what he said to me? Get to my office now. <laughs> Uh, we, we, we have culture, uh, we have tradition. And God says to Abraham, get out your 75 years of age, but Lord, I'm familiar. This works for me, life works for me. And God says to him, I am sending you to a new environment. Uh, the Bible tells us that God said to him, you are to not only leave your country, you are to leave your father's household. You see, in his father's household, there's a sense of belonging. There's a sense of security. And God challenges the normal um, place that we would draw identity from and, and affirmation from. And God says to him at 75 years of age, I'm asking you to leave it all behind. 
The Bible also says that God called him to leave his extended family. That is, God was saying to him, all human support that you would ordinarily, ordinarily, excuse me, rely on has now been removed. And we know in the journey of faith that when God calls you to something, He's always asking you to leave something. And it usually means, it usually means this, that Abraham could not stay where he was and still obey God. And in the journey of faith, you cannot in your mentality, in your paradigms, by the way, I'm not prophesying that God's sending you to Alaska, by the way. We're talking about a spiritual journey, although some of you may wanna live in Alaska, you never know. But what we're talking about today is the journey of faith. We're talking about paradigms. We're talking about new wine being poured into a new paradigm, into new wineskins, into new ways of thinking. As the Spirit of God moves and shifts our faith. And Abraham couldn't stay there. He had to move in order to obey God. And we must exercise caution this morning because we can actually fall in love with the paradigm. We can fall in love with the way that God moved. We can fall in love with how things have always been done. And God says to Abraham, it's now constraining you, it's limiting you and your growth, your opportunity for a larger potential is being stifled. God says to Abraham, I want you to leave it all behind. Now, we're all committed and at times in our lives, We're committed to leaving something that is familiar. We're committed to the shift of faith. But I've discovered in the journey that every now and again, God calls you to a big one. (laughs) And God calls you to something that actually asks you to step out of the boat. Something that is large, something that is big, that without the goodness of God and without the voice of God, We're either going to sink or we're going to swim. It's one or the other. And we find in life that we want places of security, the familiarity of relationships and routine works for us. God says, I'm calling you to be a person of faith. Come on, you're getting something out of this this morning. I also want you to notice that Abram was told nothing about the land to which he must go. And this two-sided call going from and going to, he knew what he had to leave, but he didn't know exactly where he was going. (laughs) And that's the journey of faith. Faith calls us to trust God's asking us or trust in the voice of God when He's asking us to leave something, not knowing where He was going. Amen. And His departure, this act of faith, this movement of this paradigm, because once you get to 75 years of age, you are locked into systems and routines. 
And God says to him, leave it. Leave it all behind. And I'm asking you to live a nomadic life. Well, I like it here, God. Got my tent, got, got the, the coffee. I, I, I know how life works. But his departure required of him an unparalleled act of faith. Abraham was called to go to a land he had never seen. Where is it, Lord? God didn't even tell him where he needed to go. God just said, go. So one day he comes to his wife and he says to Sarah at the time, and says to her, um, I heard from God this morning. Imagine your husband doing this to you. And he said, we're to leave everything. All right, well, you know, I'm prepared to do it. That's great. Like God's speaking. And where's God taking us, Abram? He just said, walk. <laughs> you try that with your family this afternoon. And how many of you know you're going to be booking, your wife's going to say, you need to go and see Dr. Vikram this afternoon. <laughs> God said, just walk. And we're conditioned. We are conditioned in 21st century Christianity. We want to know everything. We want to know the risks. We want to know how long it's going to take. How many, month by month, how is this all going to work out? In fact, when you think about it, you go on holidays somewhere, uh, you, you can go on Google Maps Street View, uh, you can log in and see the room that you're staying in and get the 360 degree, you can even go on TripAdvisor and find out the best 10 things to do in the area. We can even go on YouTube and watch other people who've been in that place do videos of what happened, what it looked like. We can even check the weather in advance and know exactly when it's the least amount of rainy days. No, we shouldn't go at that time of the year. We need to go there so we can keep our tans. Abram had nothing apart from a word from God. He walked it out. We walk by faith and not by sight. And God said to him, just get going, but I want God to pull back the curtain. I want God to show me what, it, Lord, at least give me a, a snippet. <laughs> Come on, someone help me this morning now. Uh, sh show me what it actually looks like. Show me the outcome. <laughs> show me what this step of obedience will actually do. And Abraham had to learn that our lives, our walk, is not built on explanations. God builds our lives on faith. And many people are forfeiting the promises of God because they want an explanation from God and they wanna figure out how two plus two equals four. But in the journey of faith, I'm here to tell you, Two plus two does not equal four. It goes to one, then to seven, then to nine. And somehow in the goodness of God, it eventually lands on four. <laughs> Say amen, someone. God says to him, I'm not gonna show you what it looks like. All I'm going to give to you is a word. I've discovered that 
about every decade, God just puts something on you where God says, it's time to step out. That was good, but this is where I'm taking you. God says to Abraham, can you step forward without seeing it? Can you move into something without an explanation? Because we want the detail and God says, here's the word. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 11 verse one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How can you have evidence of something that is not seen? That is faith. God put something in your spirit because what God is trying to do is He's trying to build your faith to a place where you as a believer, come on, I'm speaking to someone right now, you as a believer are not moved by what you see because fact and truth are two different things. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you or set you free. There is a difference between what is factual, factually true versus the truth. And God's trying to build your faith to be a person who's not moved by what you see or what is even said around you or what is going on around you. Can you be a person of faith? Amen. Unless you are willing to leave the old, here's the point, you will never discover the new. The old's good. I like it how it all worked. (laughs) I like the system of how it all worked. I like my tent where I could go and that was my place where I sleep, got this bed, life just worked for me. And God says to Abram, leave it behind. The call of God will demand of you a necessary parting. The call of God will demand in your life a parting from something. And that something, if you're not careful, becomes your God. And that something actually becomes the thing that you trust in and you build your life on as opposed to what God has said. You can never, watch this, have an elevation without separation. There must be a separation from what you know if you want an elevation in the purposes of God. God, show me where you are taking me. (laughs) Come on now, and I'll let you know. (laughs) Uh, I'll let you know if you just show me how it's all gonna work out. And then I'll let you know if I'm on board. (laughs) Many, sadly, stay at this. Many stay where they are and they don't step, excuse me, into that. Why? Because this is safe. And what sometimes we call the peace of God, sometimes what we call safety, is actually now turned into a protective mechanism that's stopping us from being a person of faith. 
This is a heavy word this morning, I know. Because this is safe, but that will require trust. This message was actually birthed out of a conversation that I had with our youth leader this week, Fallon, in, in Dunsborough. Fallon's been in Dunsborough for three months. I wanted to do a 30-minute Zoom just to check up, make sure she's doing happy and healthy, moving forward in the purposes of God. And she started to talk to me about how God had been downloading into her heart young adults from coming all around the region where she's serving. And as Fallon began to speak to me, uh, my, my spirit, if I was to be completely honest, just started to come alive. And she said this to me, she goes, Pastor Brad, did you know all of this was gonna happen when you went to Horizon Church and spoke about what God wanted to do in the West? And I said to Fallon, Fallon, I knew some, but I didn't know everything. I didn't know that God was gonna give to us a building in Perth. I didn't know who the pastors of the campus would be. I didn't know all of the detail, but what I had was a word from God that moved me. Because you see, in the, in the elevation, in the purposes of God, I had to let go of something. I had to step out, not knowing exactly how it was all gonna work out, except for a word from God. Because see, this is safe for me. That, however, requires trust. Uh, this works. That is unknown. I wanna know how it works. But God says, just trust me. Walk it out. This is comfortable. That church is intimidating. This is secure. This one brings about more giants. <laughs> I've got enough giants as it is over here. And God says, hey, let's just give you a couple more. <laughs> and Abraham had to make a decision. Am I gonna step out in faith? Am I gonna move forward? Am I gonna be a person who trusts in God? Or am I gonna stay in the safe zone? You see, the safe zone causes you to be satisfied with the status quo. The safe zone will cause you to blend in with the crowd. And the safe zone will rob you of your greatest moments and memories. The safe zone will cause you to have safe conversations. And in fact, the safe zone loves complacency. Safe zones are impotent, they're powerless. And watch this, they're a highly addictive substance. But Abram, the leading candidate of faith in the Bible, went out, watch this, not knowing where he was going except that he had a word from God. Come on, am I preaching to anyone this morning? Watch what happens in Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight, when it speaks, tells us a bit more about Abraham. It says, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to what? God called him to leave. Leave where? Home, go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Watch verse nine. And even when he reached the land, God promised him he lived there by faith. Watch this. God calls him to leave in order that he might watch, live. Come on, you missed that. 
God called him to leave in order that he might live. You will never live, truly live, unless you're willing to leave. Amen. Jesus said, he who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. The faith zone exceeds the boundaries of ordinary. There's a lot of risk in the faith zone, (laughs) but it's where God is. The faith zone is where miracles happen. The disciples had been fishing all night. They were exhausted. The very thing that disappointed them was the very thing Jesus said, do again. But this time, on this occasion, you're hearing from me. And that's where miracles happen. We will never see a Red Sea part as long as we stay in the safe zone. You'll never see manna from heaven unless you're willing to walk. And we will never know the God of exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think or imagine unless we're willing to be in the faith zone. Think of all the big names in the Bible, Moses, Esther, Joseph, David, Paul, Mary. They all lived where? In faith, in the faith zone. Faith causes you to shout at a wall (laughs) that has not moved yet. But God said, it's coming down. God is looking for people who are willing to leave something in order to move out of what was good, what was blessed, what God did have His hand on. And God says, it's time to move. If your safe zone is more important than your destiny, then you will never receive your destiny because your destiny does not exist within the parameters of your safe zone. Stepping into the faith zone, church, it's never easy, but it is absolutely necessary. Time and time again, God calls these people to the place of faith. Moses was called to the place of faith. The people that rejected you, I'm now sending you back to be a voice. (laughs) Joshua, march around these walls, lead my people into into a land that's filled with giants. Mary, you're gonna give birth to the Messiah. An overwhelming challenge in every single way. Yet Mary said, yes, Lord. Playing it safe will offer you protection. That's very true. It'll offer you protection, but it will leave you unrewarded and unfulfilled. The blessing is in the faith zone. The blessing, the movement, the advancement in the purposes of God is all in the faith zone. You cannot go with God and stay where you are. In my personal planning, I would have liked Horizon to be Horizon in Sutherland. I like my 7-Eleven coffee shop. I like Elliot. And I like going to Gymea for a coffee every now and again. But over a period of time,
God began to stir my spirit. He said, that's the safe zone. We need to expand. Why? Because campuses house the harvest. You need to raise up sons and daughters and release them into the harvest. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And in listening to the voice of God, there's no guarantees that it's gonna work out. (laughs) I have no guarantees whatsoever. I mean, you can plan some things. Don't worry, we do plan as a board and eldership. Um, God is into good planning. (laughs) But in the end, so much of it has to be God. So much of it actually has to be His hand. And God spoke to me. And as I was looking at the life of Abram, watch Genesis chapter 12, verse 6. It says, Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem. Everyone say Shechem. As far as the terebinth tree of Morah. The Bible says that he goes from Shechem and then he eventually gets to a place called Mara. The word or the name Shechem, this location, the Hebrew word literally means back or, or shoulder. Um, so for example, uh, in, you know, when we would say, you know, you kind of got to put some effort into something, we'd be like, put your back into it, put, put your shoulder into it. But the other word, Mara, means teacher or instruction. God says, I have enough strength for you in the journey. Just listen to my voice. God gives you strength and He gives you instruction in the journey. He will not leave you to yourself. Strength and instruction working together. Strength and instruction It's like, God, give me the instruction and the detail and that'll be my strength. God says, no, it's both. I give you strength and faith to believe. And in the journey as you walk, I'll also give you instruction. Hebrews 11 verse six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We want certainty and we want the detail, but God says, I wanna give you faith. I would rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. Amen? About three people believe that. Just prior to coming to Sydney to take on Horizon Church, Shy Life back then, I was serving uh, two kids, <laughs> Tori and Wade, and we were in transition. We were in transition. God was speaking to us. There's a church coming. There's a ch- but Lord, give me the detail. <laughs> Show me what it looks like. I'm like, just we're on this faith journey. Um, and I'm kind of like in this, this in-between zone, somewhere between this and that. But I knew it was alive, it, it was real. You know, we know in part, we prophesy in part. And in it, there was the sense that God was about to do something great. 
but I didn't know. All I had was a word. We didn't know each other at the time, <laughs> but God was doing something in me to prepare me and Alison, Alison and I, excuse me, and our family for here. So one day a friend of mine, we're in this staff prayer meeting and, and I'm kind of like in the zone of, of I'm about to leave and didn't know what and we're planning our future. You know, Alison's from this corporate background and she's like, maybe I can go back and do this and this. And I'm like, yeah, and I'll do this, this and this. We're, you know, just kind of being human beings, you know, getting, getting the next stage of our lives ready. And a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, he had no idea where we were at and what was going on. This was a private conversation that Alison and I were having with our senior pastor at the time. This is now going back just over 10 years ago. And he says, Brad, I, I see this picture. And he says, you're holding on to this, but you're also holding on to this. And God says to you, let that go so that I can give you this. Now, I get very upset at the Lord <laughs> because I got two kids. I got, had a mortgage, etc., etc. How can God ask me to leave that in order to embrace something that doesn't even exist. Because at that point in time, I knew nothing about this church and I knew nothing of its transition. But what I had was a word from God. Something is about to happen. I knew straight away <laughs> what that word meant. And I went home and told Alison and she's much wiser than me. She's that's a word from God. I handed in my resignation, not knowing what was on the other side. And I'm like, man, Mr. Westpac's gonna be knocking in my door four weeks from now, very upset at Brad. <laughs> but I had a word, I had a word, I had something God said, go, not knowing where you're going. It was literally, a week and a half later that I had received a phone call about this church, handed it in, handed in our resignation and waited on God for His next. And I knew at that time that as Alison and I stepped out in faith, God always has a great plan. He has a great plan when we are willing to listen and obey and trust in Him. Your journey of faith will bring you to little steps <laughs> and it'll, it'll uh, cause you to take a little step here, a little step there, but every now and again, there's a big step of faith where you must trust God with the outcome, not knowing where He was going. Today, God's calling us to trust in His character to trust in His goodness, to trust in His will, to trust in His Word. He is faithful and He is true. When the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on the earth? Lord, we thank You. We thank You. Thank You that You're speaking to us. Thank You that You're expanding our spirit. 
Thank you that you are enlarging our capacity. Thank you, God, that you're taking us on a journey of faith. We know at times that the journey can be difficult, but we know it's necessary. And we ask you, Father in heaven, that you would give us strength and instruction. We open up our hearts to receive from you. Perhaps today you're on that journey, you're at that place where you feel God calling you to make a big step of faith. You're going through an experience right now where God's calling you to leave what's familiar in order to trust in Him. If that's you today, uh, just right where you are, I'm not gonna get you to stand or anything like that, but what I do wanna do is, is pray for you. I pray, Father, that you would strengthen your people as they listen to your voice. Thank you, Lord, for blessing. Thank you for encouragement. Thank you for life. Thank you for peace. And thank you for joy. We thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We receive it, we believe it, and we trust in You, in Jesus' wonderful, wonderful Name. Amen, amen, amen. You doing okay? In a few minutes, I'll bring our meeting to a close. A couple of things that I will talk to you about a little bit later. But before I do, there is the biggest step of faith that people need to make today. And that is to believe in Jesus Christ and His goodness. You see, for me and for many people that are in this room, they had to leave at one point in their life something behind in order to go to. What they left behind was pain, regret, sin, in order to embrace the love of Jesus Christ. They left something behind to say that is better. You see, if you're in the room today and you've never opened up your heart to God's love, I do need to let you know there is a leaving of something. There's a letting go. But this, stepping into this is far greater. There's love, there's forgiveness, there's healing, there's peace, there's meaning, and there is purpose. This is far greater than that. And today, God's love reaches out to you and says, you can let that go and you can receive what He has for you. This is what we're gonna do in a moment. I'm gonna ask everyone in the auditorium to bow their heads and close their eyes. The reason why is I wanna give people uh, an opportunity for privacy. And then we're gonna pray. And I'm gonna lead you in a prayer that leaves this behind and receives the best that God has for you. His Name is Jesus and He loves you so much. Could we bow our heads and close our eyes and? We're gonna pray, it's a simple prayer that invites Jesus Christ, the very Son of God to come into our lives, to forgive us of our past and to give us a brand new start. 
Perhaps there are people online that are also listening right now and online you wanna make this decision. You may be watching this sermon at a later time. God loves you, He cares for you and He wants to bring you to Himself. Today is the day to leave that behind and to embrace His love. Could you pray this prayer after me? Everyone in the auditorium, those online, you can say this as well. Dear Jesus Christ, I believe in You. I believe that You are the Son of God. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I turn away from my past and I ask You for Your forgiveness. I'm now set free. I'm now a child of God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've never prayed that prayer before or you did a long time ago, in a moment I'm gonna ask you to lift up your hand. The reason why I wanna see you, I wanna pray for you. So in this moment of privacy, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or you're coming back to God's love and this is a moment of restoration for you, could you just gently just put up your hand and once I've seen your hand, you can put it straight back down. I'd love the opportunity. God bless you. Thank you for putting up your hand. Thank you. I see your hand as well. Come on, that's two people so far. If I've missed you, please put up your hand again. I'd love the opportunity to pray for you today. There's someone over there as well. I see your hand. God bless you, sir. See your hand as well. God bless you. That's great. You can put your hand down. That's, that's great. Awesome. So good. Who else is there? I'd love the opportunity to pray for you today. So good, so good. Just 10 more seconds, because I do need to move on. Is there anyone else? I'd love the opportunity to pray for you today. So good, so good. God bless you. I see your hand as well. That is fantastic. God bless you for putting up your hand. That's brilliant. Awesome, awesome. Church, are you ready to pray? Come on, let's pray. Father, thank You for these amazing people who've raised their hand today. Thank You that You love them. Thank You that You are with them. Thank You that You are for them. I pray today that this would be a new beginning, a life-changing experience in You. In Jesus' Name we pray. Come on, the rest of us, let's give these people a great clap of encouragement and appreciation. Awesome stuff. The end of the service, someone's gonna come to you, one of my friends, and they've got a Bible that they would love to give to you. Uh, pray with you and answer any questions that you may have. This is not the end of the journey. This is the beginning of the journey. And so we love you. Thank you for your boldness. Thank you for your courage in being able to put up your hand. It's absolutely fantastic. Church, can we just honour those people just one more time and just appreciate them? Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.